0: Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the midweek podcast. Brent, happy post Easter to you. Hey, thank you. But he is still <laughs> he is risen. still risen. There it's still a it thing, yes. <laughs> uh, church, we're um, we, we have just really been so blessed uh, by what has all happened on Sunday. It was uh, just a, a joyful, worshipful time uh, filled with incredible blessings, and uh, we do hope that you were all able to be there or. Uh, able to watch online um, after we will get we'll have it posted here shortly and um, for you to, to watch and participate in. But um, we Brent and I have just been sitting here reflecting and thinking on what uh, what blessings and what wins and things we've been able to see over Easter. And so, Brent, what's the the first thing that kind of comes to your mind on on that?
1: You know, I wish we had a had a mic there for our, our staff meeting yesterday. We just spent time enjoying some coffee together and. Uh, Spend some time in celebration, uh, appreciating what the Lord is uh, not only doing our lives individually and our ministries, but in in the life of Grace Bible and uh, just so much appreciation, you know, for all the things that came together. Of course, uh, it's grateful and it's a grateful thing to go through the Book of Jonah and see the Lord sovereign over the elements, the storms, Mm -hmm. and everything, and that He did not bring a storm for Easter. And that was beautiful. We had a crazy good day, as you know. I could (laughs) not, uh, in good conscience, uh, check the weather bug app the whole time. Cause I was, I didn't trust it. <laughs> I have, tr- I have a real trust issues already with our East Texas weathermen and women uh, meteorologists. So I, uh, I had trouble, uh, trouble checking it, losing sleep. So it was, uh, this is the second outdoor service. Uh, both there's so many logistics that go into these things uh, from rentals to, um, you know, coordinating things with the city. we uh, we so mm-hmm. are grateful for our city and how, how just, flexible they are to be able to work with to get yeah. to get hider street shut down i mean we couldn't ask for a better relationship um and so it was uh all that came through you know the staff uh, bobby cynthia i mean everybody having different roles and responsibilities holly you know the, it from the banners to uh, getting things done i mean it was uh there was a lot of things that go into something like that and so to have a such a beautiful weather again just like we did for the 80th uh, it was it was tremendous. So just a spirit of appreciation that the Lord would give us such a such a day like that. After knowing that last year uh, it was you and me recording it on a <laughs> <laughs> like a midweek, like a Thursday or something, right? We recorded yes. it on like a Thursday. Yeah. Just you and me in the room. I remember that being one of the most almost kind of an unsettling. I think of all the time that we had to record stuff uh, yeah. during COVID, I think that was the hardest one. Yeah. Uh, to be able to work through.
0: Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, that's that's the truth, and um, yeah, to not to not hear the people singing in person, you know, to 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 not be able to say He is risen indeed together, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard to to not do that, and helps us treasure, you know, assembling together, congregating together to worship the Lord. Um, the Sunday was an incredibly sweet. We know that there were a lot of people that were there um, because of some personal invites that were extended. Uh, whether that be from our um, two Sundays of going into our community and mm-hmm. inviting and praying with our community, or just uh, other personal contacts that people had. We know of, of several people that, that came that way, and so um, we, we praise God for for that, and uh, praise God for for the church being faithful to, you know, to, to bring people in to hear the greatest news that there is, and um, and they certainly did that. You know, Brent, your your sermon was incredibly evangelistic, mm-hmm. um, and uh, no one could have walked away not hearing uh, the good news of Christ. And so we praise God for that.
1: You know, as we talk on that subject of people being invited and coming, and <clears throat> I man, that was that really was sweet to be able to see uh, people that either saw something online. Um, uh, people from the reach out to actually see people there that we you know, we had teams go out. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't able to see that, and, and we'll have those in the future. Even even uh, you know every once in a while, so people will hear about taking a walk across the neighborhood, uh, just giving a chance to go pray with our neighbors, get to know them, and uh, all the different neighborhoods that we each live in. You know, trying to be intentional where God has sovereignly placed us in our neighborhoods, and pursuing those people. Uh, but to be able to hear of uh, some of the prayers and and to see you know some families, the Mitchell family, Jonathan uh, carrying his daughter on his shoulders walking around. uh, <laughs> I mean, you with your kids uh, and seeing so many uh, leaders and multi generational groups going out and being able to give an invitation, uh, but basically use it as an excuse to get to know, to put a face with the place. Uh, that is a that is a very powerful component, and, and then to see. Uh, knowingly some of those people that were pursued and, and connected within their homes uh, at their doorstep come onto the church campus. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a that's really that was really, really encouraging. You know, one couple uh, I guess we'll share some stories here. Uh, yeah. You know, one couple I was able to see I never seen before. And uh, was able to, to go and, and uh, introduce myself to them. And, and they kind of gave themselves away a little bit with, uh, with the sweet uh, welcome bag that, that <laughs> Cynthia and, and her team helps to assemble, uh, takes the lead in that. And so I saw them and I knew I didn't recognize them. So I went and pursued them, caught up with them and uh, introduced myself and asked them how they, how they were able to hear about uh, uh, our Easter uh, service. And they had said that a friend, they didn't give me their name, but a friend invited them to the service. And then uh, they got a text either late Saturday night or early Sunday morning from their friend who, uh, I guess, comes here and said, hey, my kid's not feeling well. We're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And they decided, you know what? Yeah, even though we've never been before, and, uh, and I don't believe this this couple was connected to church at all in any way, uh, they just decided, yeah, we're going to go anywhere. We're fine. We're going we're to do it. <laughs> we don't need them. <laughs> uh, and that's a courageous thing. But it, it shows also how, regardless of any marketing or anything like that or promotions or... Uh, it is a personal invitation from a friend, somebody that has a measure of credibility and time in somebody's life. That still is the most effective way to be able to connect with people and reach mm-hmm. people. And to think of, you know, obviously I know Sunday <clears throat> was one of the, it was probably the largest uh, gathering that that we've seen at, at Grace Bible since you you and uh, uh, since we've been here. But uh, part of what makes that so encouraging is is that this is right on the heels of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, so I know we have people that are that are at home regularly that were able to come because it was outside, and uh, and as vaccines get rolled out and uh, numbers start to improve, uh, it's just exciting to see. I think a, a spirit of gratefulness to gather mm-hmm. that maybe even though Easter always has that a little bit, I think there was like a an extra spirit of like a homecoming great gratefulness. Yeah, um, that was just, that was a sweet time together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there were tons of people just pursuing each other, mm-hmm. um, taking time to to talk before and after. Of course, you know Cynthia and and her team setting up that brunch ahead of time just to foster some time for people maybe that haven't seen each other in a while to to get together and talk mm-hmm. and. Meet new people and mm-hmm. uh, just seeing that kind of buzz going on before the service and then afterward, people hanging out. I heard somebody tell me that they spent most of their afternoon just hanging out <laughs> at the church <laughs> afterward. They felt like they were the last people to leave, but you know, people were just um, enjoying time with each other. It was beautiful to see.
1: Yeah, you know, there were uh, that really. We've talked about this even way back. I think in the fall we were talking about it as people were starting to come back. You know, uh, one family kind of at a time, one person at a time, and. And every one of those was like a, another present of the Christmas tree, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, to be able to see that that continue happening uh, every week, uh, another another person coming back, I think that's one of the things that's so important in this season, And uh, is we know the enemy wants to create as many reasons uh, and doubts of, hey, I won't be accepted back, or this is going to be strange or weird. And it's so neat to hear those people when they get in the room to be like, they're just swarmed with love, you know, yeah. and it's just, uh, it's a sense of peace. It's incredible how the enemy has always worked in that way of whispering doubts and whispering, you know, they're going to judge you or they're going to. No, not at all. Like this is, uh, this is Grace Bible twenty twenty one. This is a this is a season that we're all walking into. We've all been impacted by these things, mm-hmm. and we're all though Christ is still building His church. We're still making disciples. We're still preaching the word. We're still still singing His praises. Mm-hmm. We're still giving our lives and our resources to make disciples, and to see people in this season, I think uniquely give church a chance that even beforehand either they didn't or perhaps it was such a low priority that it didn't really... Uh, it did, It was kind of church was the thing that you did if you didn't have anything else to do. Right. But to see the gathering of the saints uh, on Sunday morning becoming something that is a priority in our schedule. And that really is what makes Easter Easter. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize that, Stephen. Do you know that? What's that? Uh, I think... When we hear Easter, we think of the visitors, and there was a lot of visitors on Sunday for sure, and we're grateful for them, and uh, we look forward to to continuing to pursue and build relationships with them, as many filled out Connect information was so great. But part of what makes Easter unique is that it's most everybody that's at your church gathers that Sunday, you know, that's in town, so rather than 50% of your congregation gathering, that's a Sunday that becomes a priority of gathering with the saints, and so instead of 50% of your congregation gathering, it, the numbers are closer to 90% or, or you know, 95% mm-hmm. are able to gather. Uh, and that type of expectancy, I, I think we can always carry over. I can carry over. We can all carry over that spirit of expectation. It's a spirit of expectation in us as leaders looking forward to the gathering of the saints on, on that resurrection morning. Uh, and it's an expectation of the hearers. It's an expectation of seeing people, uh, you know... <laughs> uh, I'm saying this, so you can edit this out later if this isn't appropriate, <laughs> okay. but uh you can leave it in if you think it's good. But you know, we uh, I know it's early. We do our prayer time at 8:30 uh before our nine o'clock service. Of course, this Sunday we'll go back to nine and 1045. Uh, but uh Cynthia uh and bless her, it was really her vision and idea to do this 930 brunch. And I was uh, as with most things are, uh, you know, staff team members have great ideas and I'm the one that kind of push against them, and then they they make sure they happen in reality. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she's like, no, people will want to come. I'm like nine 30. Are you sure they're going to want to come on Easter? And she's like, just do it. it will be great. <laughs> and of course it ends up being a, a home run and people are not only showing up at nine 30, Katie Mitchell and the fam team did such a good job. I mean, setting out chairs, but I was told there at seven o'clock, seven o'clock, seven 30, there was people, so many people there that things got moved up. Your stage got set up. There was an expectation to even come early to, I want to come early to help do something. Uh, or I want to come early to connect with people. Yeah. Uh, and and if and as that continues and it's already building, that culture is building in the life of our people. This this spirit of family, word worship service family. Mm-hmm. The more that that grows, brother, in the coming months and years, that's out of this world stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember I got here and I was about to start setting up the sound system at seven thirty, and lo and behold, it was already out there. There was already a team already team out there had it set up and was plugging things up and it was it's incredible uh, and then likewise afterward there were there was an army of of people um, just just seeing needs around and being willing to to jump in and and help um, one other thing that that's, that was really uh, really awesome and and has been going on for the past several weeks mm-hmm. is um, this new ministry to the, the deaf community that we've mm-hmm. um, been able to 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 help facilitate, and uh, Shannon Gross has been mm-hmm. a- amazing to help lead that and and uh, facilitate that, and um, being able to, to minister to a, to a mm-hmm. few folks that this is a, a great ministry to, and so uh, that was happening again this Easter, and we had a, a row set up on the front for them, yeah. and just absolutely beautiful um, to worship in different languages. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could say it that way, but you yeah, know, sure. to see like. You know, we're 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 singing with our lips. They're singing with their hands, and it's it was just a beautiful thing, um, and just a, a wonderful area of ministry in um, a great need. And so that's that's a huge blessing from the Lord as well.
1: Yeah. So if you're one of our people and you're listening to this, and you've got uh, American Sign Language ASL training, and that's a ministry that you might want to be a part of in some way, uh, Shannon Gross is is helping to lead that for us, and uh, we are so grateful for her, her spirit. Uh, enjoy mm-hmm. and serving and, and helping provide uh, a face to this ministry and uh, and a lot of the heart behind this ministry yeah. is a beautiful thing. And so as you all get a chance to be able to come on Sunday morning and, and uh, maybe just go introduce yourself, and uh, even if you don't know American Sign Language, just just go and be able to you know speak at, a, I've been told, to speak at a normal pace just like you normally would. And and uh, so many are gifted in that I mean, they're just such an incredible gifting to be able to learn to read lips and things yeah. like that. Uh, and they're just beautiful people that we're so glad to have. Uh, not simply as a group, but we want to have them be a part of Grace Bible Church, so yeah. that even if something happened and uh, a translator wasn't able to be there, that that they're so loved and embraced that they're just no, this is just my church family. Uh, just like anybody, just like a teenager would, just like a college student would, just like a middle-aged adult person would, uh, or a senior adult. Oh, this is my church family, and yeah. that's a uh, that's a heart that we're already seeing starting to blossom by by the work of the Spirit, and that's a that's a great thing. It is. Well, this Sunday we're going to continue in the book of Jonah, and um, got anything you could maybe share with us as we kind of look forward to that uh, for this Sunday? Absolutely. So this will be week four of six. So after this, Sunday, we have three Sundays left in the book of Jonah, and we'll be in chapter two, this uh, incredibly insightful prayer. Uh, my hope is that this will inform how I pray, how we'll each pray, to really get to the heart of the matter in our prayer. You know, it's hard to be proud, I'd imagine, when you're in the belly of a fish. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but but we still can be, can't we? And and I think we gain some insights in this. Israel certainly gains insights and uh, being honest about uh, the direness of their situations as they're uh, often in rebellion and being slowly picked off by uh, the Babylonians and, uh, and certainly the Assyrians before that, in the Northern Kingdom. And so there's a lot of parallels that Israel would have taken from this book uh, appropriately by God's grace, and and we likewise can gain a lot of parallels, uh, even uh, in addition to what we discussed in in uh, chapter one verse 17 of of this prophetic uh, vision and foretelling of what would happen to Jesus and being down for three days and and then up again, uh, and that's a uh, God's word is just so good. I I, I got to say one more story. Okay. Uh, and and, uh, and let me say first, though, before I share that story, I'm excited to, to, to hear about our uh, the, the choir ministry. Yeah, uh, that you're building out. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are excited about that. I am so excited to hear about that as well. Yeah, but you know, one of our uh, a newer couple to our church, um, yeah, they're in their 50s or so, and they look younger than that. For the record, if they're listening, they probably know who they are. <laughs> but they uh, they uh, they came up to me after service. And you know he was just sharing with the goosebumps, and, and and this sister she she had attended Easter services regularly, but this is the first service that her husband came with him mm-hmm. uh, to worship and uh, for Easter. And this is a couple that's gotten connected to our church in COVID in mm-hmm. this season. That's it has a, it's had a lot of discouragements for a lot of people, but to see how the Lord is making this man new, yeah, uh, and the Lord is is growing them with a with a great hunger for His Word. Uh, and, uh, and and building new foundations in their life and, mm. and, and new joys, new excitements, new tastes, a new new vision, new eyes uh, to be and make disciples and I just want I just want to kind of have that to be the lingering thought of mm. no matter the discouragements that you see or hear uh, Christ has not stopped building his church yeah. and so what an, what an opportunity we have to walk into the the coming months expecting what the Lord's going to do in our lives and and through us
0: yeah. Well, uh, as we look at this Sunday, um, we're going to introduce a new song this Sunday called "Christ Our Hope in Life and Death," and it's um, it's kind of throughout the whole song just this question and answer thing. It's almost like a catechism in and of hmm. itself. A catechism which, is a a catechism is a series of questions for teaching. All right. Uh, thank you, Brent. And um, and so and actually, the um, "What is Our Hope in Life and Death" is a is a question from I think the Heidelberg Catechism. I could be wrong about that, but it's from one of the catechisms. Um, but anyway, I just want to read this first vor- first verse for us, and and uh, we'll be introducing this this Sunday. But it's um, it says, What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone, Christ alone. What is our only confidence? That our souls to Him belong. Who holds our days within His hand? What comes apart from His command? And what will keep us to the end? The love of Christ in which we stand. Mm. It's just beautiful, um, and it teaches us throughout the whole song. The whole song is asking questions and answering those questions for us. and that, So we know that we, we learn uh, from singing together. And so this is another example, another layer of that, that even within these songs there's questions and answers that we'll be giving uh, to each other. Uh, and yeah, so you mentioned the, the choir. We're going to have that interest meeting this Sunday uh, at 3 o'clock in Sanctuary. And uh, we're just going to be talking about, you know, answering some of the questions. I know people will have concerns Mm -hmm. regarding COVID and regarding, you know, how do we do that safely? And what's the vision? What's it going to be like? So we're going to answer those questions. Um, But if I could just sum up the vision, it is, you know, um, I'll I'll put it this way. Where I I get to stand, I feel like I'm being led the most because I get Mm. to see a sea of congregants Mm. who... Know the gospel and are singing the gospel. That is a cool towards way to me, that. you know. And really so, cool. so I get to I get to see all these faces and yeah. and know people's stories and and see that they're singing the gospel anyway. Oh yeah. Um. And so, what I'm hoping to do is take a slice of what I get to witness on a hmm. Sunday and put it on the platform on the on the stage to help be more leadership and more encouragement for the congregation to sing. Yeah. So this isn't going to be a thing that we just sit and watch, but it's a thing to help encourage and spur along um, our singing as a church, as a whole. Mm. So um, if that interests you, we'd love to have you there, but uh, be praying for that uh, as a church, that that would be a, a, a help to our congregational singing. So it's going to be a great Sunday. I'm looking forward to uh, to getting together and singing and sitting under the word together. Church, we're praying for you. We love you dearly, and uh, we can't wait to see you. See you then.